Welcome back to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolu Talks and Arnold Reasons. Now, Tolu is still enjoying that good life. (laughs) (laughs) So, if if his voice sounds extra smooth and relaxed today, then you know if you listen to the last episode, it's because he's enjoying all sorts of good weather outside of the UK right now. He is in the land of glory right now. Yes, I am, but I'm still here to podcast because I love it. So. That's it, and that, and that's such a point as well because I actually asked him the question of, bro, like <laughs> you're on holiday and you want to work. It's not work, and that's Tony's response. It's not, it's work. not work. I'm not gonna lie to you. When I'm on holiday, I might have somebody standing in, <laughs> 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 or we might have some 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 pre-recorded or something. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, but on to today's episode. So, had a little bit of an experience the other day on this project that we've been working on doing the refurb. And I sent Tolly, or me and Tolly were texting. And as a result of what happened, said to me, you know what? Might be a good idea to do a podcast about this. Mm. And the topic is receiving critical feedback Yeesh. so let Can me I get an out or an amen <laughs> one of the two listen it's, it's 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 such a yeah it's yeah i think this is gonna be a good episode so let me say what happened so we've been working on this um refer project for the last two two and a half weeks mm. should be finishing up this week hopefully and to cut a long story short i recently bumped into one of my cousins who i hadn't seen or spoken to for a good i think couple years um and this is like one of my cousins that i grew up with we were Mm. we used to speak a lot more frequently but just over the last couple years we hadn't seen each other or spoken at all and so a lot of things had changed things had moved on both sides and it turned out that he was also now um, making moves in property as well and working on all sorts of different types of projects. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> the story of how it even came up was crazy because you couldn't like, you couldn't script it because mm. I must have. So I, on the day, had just gone to buy. Um, in fact, I went to pick up some supplies from B&Q. And whilst I was there, I thought to myself, I probably need to get some clothes for when I'm on site because I'd just been going in tracksuits and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. it was getting to the point where I realized that I just need a change of outfit that is specifically for when I'm on site because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to ruin all of my tracksuits and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I went out and got um, a reflective jacket for when it's cold and stuff like that because you don't always have the heating on, um, some trousers, some some boots, and loaded it all up into the back of my car. So it's just sitting in my boot. So I get to his house, I walk in, my aunt welcomes me, she lets me in, he was upstairs. I walk into the front room and I see a reflective jacket, just like the one I no bought, way. literally just laying there on the sofa. And I saw it and I was thinking, what's that for? <laughs> Didn't say anything about it because by the time he came down, we ended up mm. just going out really quickly. Um, and so we ended up going to another B&Q because what I was looking for wasn't in stock in the first one that I went to. Mm. And so we're driving catching up talking and stuff like that as well and 
as we got to B&Q, picked up what we'd gone to get, we go back to the car, I open the boot. He then sees right. my reflective jacket. And he's like, he actually says out loud, what's that for? <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, it's for when I'm working on projects, like refurbs and stuff like that. And he said, what? So you do the same thing that I do? Wow. And then I was like, what? <laughs> so we ended up having a long conversation, but um, it was really, really, really interesting because in the time that we hadn't spoken or seen each other, there was just so much, there was so much crossover and similarities between mm. his journey and mine. Wow. Um, but then at the same time, there were also differences in terms of what kinds of things he was working on versus the kinds of things that I'm now stepping into working on a lot more as well. Mm. And just from the conversations we had, there was just a lot of synergy, a lot of crossover, a lot of stuff that he knew, which could benefit me and solve some of the things that I was anticipating were going to be problems that I was going to have to get my head around. And then vice versa, there were things that I knew that were going to benefit him. And so it's, you can't, you literally cannot script it. And so one thing that I will say that I learned from that experience is that is why it's so powerful to be open about what you're doing which is something that God's been really challenging me on a lot more. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's like part of this year's situation with me and God so far. So, wow. so yeah. Um, oh, do you know yeah. what? That's so, that is so interesting. Yeah. Because why do you think that we have a natural thing to not do that? I don't know, bro. But I'll tell you what, I feel like that's a whole podcast. <laughs> because bro like i'm I'm not gonna lie in my household it is yeah. something that we are we are seriously discussing together at the moment really yeah 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 so, absolutely okay since we're here so part of the <laughs> things, I'll, I'll say part of what i was going to say about yeah. my experience this year so far and then i think i'll try and answer the question from my point of view but one of the big things that i thought was just something that god was speaking to me about it then became clear that it's not just you, Arnold, this is your household. And then it also became clear in some other conversations that actually this is relevant for a number of people in the body right now. But it all stemmed from the scriptures that speak about letting your light shine, mm. being a light, mm. set on the hill, not being hidden under a basket and all of that kind of stuff. And this even crosses over in our last episode as well with what we were speaking about being open about yourself being an ambassador wherever you go even if you're the only person that is an ambassador in the room Mm. and so for me that fed into a lot of the the business stuff that I do just different things even to do with money even to do with that conversation we had like in I think the first episode of the year where Mm. I made that statement that was like very different to the kind of statements I normally make but Mm. I said it (laughs) like Mm. and it's all come from that place of just realizing that and being challenged by god to realize that when we choose to almost hide or dim our light or dim and tone down what we're doing or play it down and stuff like that what Mm. we sometimes do is rob other people of the opportunities to have conversations that will maybe benefit them and also maybe benefit us as well and I feel like this conversation with my cousin was case in point. Like you couldn't script it any better because I'm telling you the kinds of conversations that we had as a result of that coming out, mm. like I now know that 
there are problems that I anticipated were going to come up that I was going to have to solve later on in this year, which I now have the solution for and I don't have to sweat about. And that came through knowing that he has experience and connections in this area and that's going to benefit me and vice versa for him. There were things that he was anticipating to do with what he was working on for this year, which from our conversations, I'm now going to be able to help and assist based on my experience as well. And so to answer your question about why do we, why do I think that it is? I think depending on the context, I think sometimes we don't want to be, we don't want to be quote unquote judged. Mm. Like, and, and I'll say this from even what I think I realize about myself to do with the whole conversation about money and some of the things that I'm doing. Like, it's not, it's when people can very easily form opinions about you based on the things you talk about, especially as a Christian, when you start talking about money and you start talking about anything to do with what looks like prosperity, you can very quickly get boxed in and have people commenting, talking this, that, and You get thrown off the cliff, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Boxed in isn't even too bad. Listen, and, and you know what, it's funny because I think in that episode where we were talking about goals for the year and I made the million pound statement or million controlling a million statement you said something in passing which I think is very very true and at the root of some of why we don't like talking about these things openly but it's because you don't want to be called a quote-unquote prosperity preacher Mm. like and that's just one example I think we what I realized is that generally speaking in my personality I'm someone who has learned to go against the grain and accept that oftentimes I'm going to have opinions that may be dissenting maybe the 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 one with very little support and mm. i've become okay with that um mm. but what i didn't realize is that there are still ways that fear of man can feed into the decisions we make For because sure. at the root of it all if i'm concerned about what people are going to say about how people are going to act about people that maybe have known me in a previous season when things weren't necessarily as well as they are financially today are going to now look at me and be like oh yeah he thinks he's that guy or whatever if I care about all of those things and those things affect my behaviour at the root of it is the fear of man and And I think this is what's so sad as well though is that so my the person who I'm here for the wedding like he's been very successful Mm. and I was talking to his mum about it she said look it's actually like what she likes about me and some of the other guys who are there is that like our friendship is in the good and the bad so it's quite easy some well not easy but sometimes like when someone's having a hard time to be like oh be okay and encourage Mm. people and stuff like Mm. that but actually when that person then starts doing really well bro is that it's that's not easy that's not not always easy it's not and i think that's a challenge for us as christians is like can we rejoice with people when they're doing well and when they're Mm. actually doing better than we're doing come on come on man fear of man the scripture says fear of man brings a snare Snare. somewhere it says it and and i think that's part of the snare that can come up and i think that's just one reason that i've seen anyway i Mm. think i think there are so many things that feed into it bro like I think they all come down to fear, though, because even like some of the conversation we've been having is that, like, actually, like, at what point do you start telling people? Because once you yeah. put it out there, <laughs> once you put it out there, like, are you going to deliver? 
Mm, mm, you know, mm, like, mm. are you going to be yeah, able to do what you right. said? <laughs> and that's where the whole fear of fear of actually saying it and then things not going to plan and then people yeah. talking about you and then people having an still opinion. Still fear of man. It's still, it's still, still fear, fear, of fear of man. And fear this the is other the other one? thing as well. You go, you go, go. Um, the other thing I was going to say is there's also this thing. I don't know where it comes from, but I think it's like this underlying thought that we sometimes have that we won't say out loud, but it's almost like we believe that when you get to a certain level of success, it's almost like you must be stealing from someone or doing some sort of injustice in order to have wow. that. Yeah, like, and I think of an example, right? When we had the shop, mm. the technician that we hired in-house first time round, he, the conversations we had baffled me because he would sit there and have a full-on rant about how Jeff Bezos is evil it's not it's not it's not it's morally not right for one person to have that much wealth like these are the kind of things he was saying capitalism is evil this and the third he's not a believer by the way um which doesn't matter because his beliefs were flawed anyway but (laughs) but these are the kind of things that he was saying and he had this big chip on his shoulder about capitalism and I think what confused me is that the reason why he had a job was because of capitalism like yeah I he he was able he was capitalizing on an opportunity in the same way exactly. that I was capitalizing on an opportunity and it made a win-win situation where he was able to get paid for his skills and I was also able to take on additional risk like yeah. that would generate customers that would give him work to do bro you see that what you just said is the key yeah. right because people want the rewards of capitalism yeah but firstly they don't understand how it really works that's right they don't understand how the game works. They understand how actually you leverage debt, you leverage yeah. this, you leverage that. Yeah. But they're also, they're not willing to take the risks because the higher the risk, the higher the reward. That's it. You know, so if you're at the if you're at the bottom of the food chain, in quotes, yeah. taking the least risks, mm. that's why you get the least reward. But it's that's also it. not proportional, right? Mm. Because actually, if you risk big, the rewards are way bigger. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Mm. So mm. if you risk let's say the risk is one to a hundred yeah mm. you risk one and you get back 10. if mm. you risk a hundred you get back a thousand it's not it's not mm. that mm. proportional the bigger mm. the risk the bigger the reward people don't that's always it. get that that's it that's it man like yeah and i think it's also understanding what it is that causes people to actually mm. generate wealth it's, and it feeds yes. into how capitalism works because yes. you don't have to do what is this story? Is it Robin Hood stealing from the the poor to, to, to stealing from the rich to get the poor? Yeah. Whatever way around, reverse Robin Hood, whatever the thing is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you don't have to. There, there are ways you can use corruption and evil ideas to make a whole lot of money. But again, as believers, That's looking at wrong. making money, looking at whether it's through work, business, a mix of both, or whatever we're doing, like something that's really helped me with this is understanding that the value that you deliver is what will oftentimes determine the level of reward that you get like and it's this is why you know i would go as far as to say christian principles i honestly believe should lead to the most wealth in the world absolutely without without a shot and i'll say that with my chest because absolutely like even just the basic principle of serving others and loving others 
as mm. yourself. Mm. Like living a life that is based on service, like Philippians speaks about, not um, doing anything out of selfish ambition, but mm. cons- counting, again, paraphrasing the different parts of it, counting others more significant than yourself, not just looking to your own interest, but looking okay, to the interests of others. Yeah. Like when we start thinking about our careers, the work that we do Monday to Friday or whatever days you work, the businesses that we build, and we focus on saying, how can I deliver so much value to whoever it is that's paying the bill or whoever's on the other end of my work? How can I deliver the most value? Like, it then makes even negotiating for our pay very different. Different. Because I'll tell you now, yeah, when I compare, there's times when I've gone into a pay review conversation like especially early on in my career and i have felt like the biggest fraud in the world mm. because i'm out here just because i'm the kind of person that will do that anyway and i'll say it with my chest say these kind of numbers but in my heart i'm thinking i'm reaching <laughs> i'm reaching yeah but then i think especially over the last four four ish years i've become better and better at being strategic about my whole year and being strategic about planning what is the value that I'm planning to add in my workplace more than what even my standard job requires of me like and how can I make a note and keep record of this so that when I get to the pay review I'm not just talking out of my neck like I'm actually talking from a place of I can say that I've delivered this, 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 and this. I've over-delivered here. This is the value that it's caused. This is how much money it's made for the business. And as a result, this is my figure. You know? Because I think sometimes when we think of serving others and stuff like that, sometimes you have this thing, well, it means I'm giving myself away for free. But no. Talk about it. It's not actually that. It's actually about serving and bringing value where people Mm. want it, where they value it. That's it. You know, because even when you think about someone like Chick-fil-A, right? Yeah. Chick-fil-A is very Christian. They only open six days a week. Mm. But the value that they bring to people means that they actually make more money mm. than mm. other companies mm-hmm. who run a seven days in the same industry, in the same business. That's but it. because they are so excellent at what they do, because they're so service focused, mm. and this is where what you were saying about, like, if we ran it by Christian principles, mm. we should mm. be making the most money. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. because you're delivering... And it's it's like God has put these laws in place, you know, mm. like you might given it will be given unto you, and all of those kind of things. Like, yeah, if we actually followed biblical principles and how we did business, the excellence, the service, like all of that, yeah. it'd be different. So let's flip it on its head. Why do you think we don't? Um, like, what do you think? What do you think holds us back or stops us from having this kind of an attitude when it comes to work, business, and all of those kind of things? <laughs> I think fear is definitely one of them because I think sometimes it does take boldness to do some of these things. Mm. I think sometimes people don't necessarily know, Mm. you know, so a lack of knowledge in terms of how we actually meant to operate Mm. because we've taken on a lot of the world's approach to Mm. these things like risk to work Mm. to all of those things, which is why in the Bible it says, you know, work as though you're working unto the Lord. Come on. You know, because actually if if the bible has to tell us that mm. then that means that it's not necessarily the, the natural, natural thing. thing to do yeah you know and so actually we need to be thinking about okay how am i actually meant to be because and the bible says that a worker is worthy of his wages 
yeah so if if and even when god said to, to cain he said like if you did well would i not be pleased like come on like these things all play into it in terms of actually sometimes we just don't know what that's mm. actually meant to look like and sometimes we also don't believe that mm. we have what it takes because like you like bro sometimes yeah i'm in these meetings and i'm saying things to people and then when it comes back i'm like firstly i didn't even know i had that inside me you know? <laughs> yeah yeah like, because this is where like i fully recognize and i read with that look a lot of this stuff isn't even me mm. like this is just me trying to understand okay about god you've put me here mm. i'm in this situation what am i meant to be doing what am i meant to be saying Mm-hmm. you know but we have to also believe that god is with us in those things and that he Come will on. speak through us and he will give us the wisdom mm. you know but like joseph be like well i don't know but god knows you know That's like right. when pharaoh came to him in the dream he said i can't actually tell you mm-hmm. but god can tell you the God mm. I serve. And that's where, like, for me, I'm trying to work on my boldness. That even in those things, like, oh, that's a great idea. And da, 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 da. How yeah. do I actually, like, deflect that? Because I don't need that in my head. Yeah. How do I deflect that and actually tell the truth of, like, well, this is where these ideas come from? Mm. You know? <laughs> no, that's real, man. We are very far off topic. We are. So, I don't even remember where we started, bro. We started because you were t- saying about being open to telling your cousin about what you were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're very far because we we're haven't even very got to far. Because <laughs> <laughs> this was all about critical feedback and stuff like yeah, that. Got you. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So, bringing it back on track. So yeah, so we had a great conversation and stuff, and we ended up um, we ended up going to the site where we're working at the moment. Mm-hmm. and he had a chance to look around and so when he came in bear in mind i think the types of um, projects he's been working on as well mm. they are projects with much bigger budgets okay. and much yeah they're much scalably they're, they're dealing, you're dealing with a lot more money yeah. and stuff like that as well and so as a result of that as well naturally what feeds into it is a higher level of excellence yeah, yeah, and yeah, a yeah. higher standard um, for the area it, which makes sense by the way for the area for the type of person that's going to live in the property and stuff like that as well I have a question for you on that later but yeah cool yeah. The, remember the question Part. Um, but when he came and had a look around he asked a few different questions <laughs> <laughs> and and the questions that he asked felt like they were coming one question after the other wow and they were questions that he was asking to do with okay so where's this okay so have you done this mm. okay so why was this done this way around mm. like just to do with the trades people and stuff like that as well that had, that, had, that had gone on in the house and by the way mind you the, the property is looking great it's on its way to being amazing so it's not mm. even like we're talking about yeah, yeah, a yeah. place that's a mess but there was a level of detail that he had in the questions that he asked which mm. came from his experience his background and even his personality as well yeah because whilst me and him are very similar in so many ways there are also certain differences about how we approach things as well yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah. him being very detail orientated in a good way which has its benefits and stuff like that but me being someone who also i'm big picture and i'll figure out the details later on i'll do the 1.0 and as i go i'll figure out okay okay, we need a 2.0 and so whilst he's firing these questions and asking me all these different things 
I think by maybe question four or five, I felt a bit of an ego bruise. I'm gonna be honest. Okay. Like okay. I, this is your first thing. This is your yeah. first project, and it's actually yeah. going well. Yeah. Se- second, second, but first, second. first one like this. Yeah. Well, in fact, third, but first one, first one like <laughs> okay, this. Okay, four. Okay, fifth. Okay. <laughs> We're at third. We're at third, and that's because I forgot about a second one the other day. But this is the first one like this. Right, I think, right, right. as in a full, complete full refurb on refurb. this level as well with yes. this type of budget. Um. And so I felt a bit of an ego bruise because I was just oh, kind of like, it's my baby. Like, and, and I get it. Like, you got questions, but it's, it's like, not my anointed. We're like, good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so it was interesting because obviously he's reading off his questions. And then it got to a point when he said, I think he said something like, I hope I'm not annoying you and stuff like that, whatever. And I said to him, You are. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, You are. And I'm not going to lie about that. However, I still want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Because even though it's annoying, I would rather hear it all yeah. and take what I need to take from it yeah. rather than have him not basically, listen. yeah, rather than not listen or maybe even shut down and wow. then him now almost withdraw the value that he has to add to the yeah. conversation, which yeah. I could easily miss out on. Yeah. And it was an interesting situation because I'm t- I felt the ego bruise. Even as I was listening, my face was neutral and stuff, but. I felt the ego bruise, <laughs> but I think I was when I reflected on it as well. Like I, I um, I thought about how I would have probably dealt with that four or five years earlier, maybe even two years, earlier, maybe even six months. Earlier. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I'm I'm changing these days, but in a good way. Um, but I know that in previous times, probably by question number three, four, I would have checked out mentally. And Ooh. I might have now just been like, yeah, this is someone that just thinks they know it all. Like, Ooh. and and not even to disrespect the person, but because you're because the first comments seem like it's like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And it's almost like picking at what you have done. It's like that was something that I think in previous times I might have taken a lot more personally. But in Ooh. that situation, like number one. When the question came up about, I hope I'm not annoyed. I was number one. I was honest because I don't want to be that person that is gonna feel that way, and mm. be like, no, 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 it's fine. But then when you leave, I'm here like ranting and raving, like inside of my heart about how much you've annoyed me and this, that, and the other. Um, but how I did also you respond sure, when you said that? This is the thing. We have that kind of a relationship where okay. I think when I said it. I don't think he was surprised. I think he even said the thing. Bef- he he said the yes, question or the point because he knew and he knows me yeah. as well historically. Yeah, yeah. And so the level of relationship we have is one wow. where he's he's basically like my brother. Like so. Yeah. So he knows me. I know him and stuff like that. So he knew he was annoying me. <laughs> that's <laughs> and but so that's a beautiful thing. Him, him saying that yeah. about I hope I'm not annoying you was almost like a a disarming point. Yeah. To show I'm acknowledging that I'm annoying you, but it's not my intention. And yeah. and when I reflected on it after, like I listened to what he said, and after I like digested it, I thought to myself, you know what? There are certain things that are different about how we'll do things. So some points I didn't necessarily 100 percent think were applicable in that situation. Yes. And I had my reasons for it based on the type of project we're working on. But there were a ton of things that he did mention, which I thought, you know what? this is actually really good and this is going to help me to become better because they were valid questions and in fact after the whole annoying part 
he actually explained himself and he said he said the reason why i'm being so critical is because one when he started working on his projects he had one of his other friends who was working on other big projects yeah come in and do basically the same thing yeah and he said look at the end of the day you're paying money so your project is my project and if this is a project that i was doing then these are the things that would be sticking out for me that i would be basically getting on to the tradespeople about to make sure that uh are basically in check um and so because at the end of the day you're spending money you want to make sure that you're getting value for your money and and all of that kind of stuff and so and he i I knew his heart his heart wasn't and this is part of where you're having to manage flesh and spirit in this situation right Mm. because the flesh is where you now take it offensively it's like oh who does this person think they are coming in here shutting down my parade i've been doing do you know how hard and all of that kind of stuff you can go to all of those kinds of weird places Mm. when actually like discerning it from a spiritual place slightly different context but similar principle when the scriptures speak about the bereans Mm. they received the word with all readiness but Mm. then they went away to search the scriptures to see whether those things were so or not Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. what I try to do is practice that same thing in that context as well, where in any conversation, especially in a conversation where I'm receiving what feels like very critical and nerve touching feedback, mm. like how do I still choose to receive the information readily enough that I can actually reflect, mm-hmm. comb through all of the different bits of feedback mm. and look for the parts that are applicable and use them to basically help me to become better and so so yeah so that's the situation that happened and it just got me thinking about one how i could actually see that god's really growing me in this area Mm. and and i think i could see the benefit of it as well because that conversation could have gone very differently like if i did get offended and shut down all of those things that i've walked away from the conversation with as points that i like wow like this was actually this is stuff that's going to help me in the future i could mm. miss out on them and that could cost me money and quality and all sorts of different things in future projects which now i don't think will necessarily happen and obviously it's a journey where you grow and all of that kind of stuff as well but but yeah it was really really interesting and i thought you know what that might be a conversation worth talking about receiving critical feedback how do we do that how should we do that what are you like with critical feedback, bro? Because I know out of the two of us, you're definitely. I think you you, you have the the diplomacy <laughs> <laughs> qualification way more than I do, and I know I've definitely learned a thing or two from you when it comes to that. I think I think it comes down to that thing of like, even if someone is saying something in the worst possible way, mm. is there truth in it, mm. right? can I take something from it, mm-hmm. you know? And how do I keep, like you said, my ego in check? Because mm. there are going to be times where, look, I'm doing the wrong thing and I actually need to know that, right? Mm. And it says about, you know, better are wounds from a friend. Mm. You know, and that's actually like a biblical thing. But even just watching videos where people are like, even when people, they don't like you, they're not actually trying to do it for your good, mm. you know? But actually, I've given you something sometimes that you can actually come at me for. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there is something that I've obviously done that means that you can actually say something. Because if I was perfect, no one could mm. ever say anything. Even Jesus, mm. who was perfect, yeah, they still came and said things to him about you're a wine biber, you're this, you're this. Talk you're about this. it, man. So even Jesus, who was perfect and knew no sin, 
yeah, they still had things to say about him. Mm. So for me, it comes down to how can I can I take something from it that is actually mm. good, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe just ask more questions. Mm. And and isn't that something that really speaks to, like, some of the the darker parts that can sometimes exist in us, where we almost don't acknowledge that we're not perfect, and mm. we don't acknowledge or even want to be seen as imperfect, mm. because I guess it does take a level of humility to accept any critical feedback and say, you know what, this is actually something that is true that can help me to become better or do better mm. um I, I think it's because we overestimate sometimes our abilities come on because like let's be real yeah like three projects is yeah two more or three times the amount that i've done right yeah but when you look at it in context of hundreds and thousands maybe yeah. even ten thousands of projects yeah like, yeah bruv, we don't know what we're doing at we're all amateur. <laughs> yeah so why would i be annoyed like, it's yeah. like if i was shooting around yeah and then yeah. lebron james came over to me and said your shot is weak or whatever why would i be offended the man has taken a million more basketball shots than i've ever mm. taken in my life and mm. it's that thing of being able to say look no matter what i'm doing i'm still learning because even lebron james he goes to other more seasoned basketball players to learn, mm, and mm. he's the best player in the world. Mm, mm. Yeah, well, arguably, blah, 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 whatever. But mm. even the people who are at the top of their game are still learning. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, there is nothing that I would say I'm top of the world at. There's nothing I would say I'm at the top of my game at. So yeah. anywhere I'm getting criticism is an area that I should be getting constructive criticism i should be improving and yeah. no matter how many projects i've done there's still going to be people who've done more who can no, hundreds. say more you know and, and and even to flip it and really press on the ego you, you mm. can still give feedback that can benefit you and i think that's something that i don't mm. want to ever lose or miss out on like that that constant willingness to choose humility regardless of how many accolades accomplishments mm. like and things that you may have to almost say yeah i am the the person in whatever field like i never want to lose out on having that listening ear to be open to the experienced person's feedback or even the inexperienced person's feedback because and, you know sometimes the inexper- inexperienced person will see things yeah that because you're so used to thinking a certain yeah, way yeah yeah that yeah you would never think of and you would never see yeah 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 yeah, yeah. for sure man for sure so yeah receiving critical feedback i think it's it's so important and mm. i think it's not just about like receiving it because sometimes like, when you receive something it's like you have to mm-hmm. you know for me it's about how do we learn to welcome it and to mm. openly be like give me feedback mm. you know mm. because to be honest when i was doing this when we did our house uh, my wife's dad, he's a, he's like an all-round handyman. So he's trained as a plumber, but he is like, he's so good with all these different things. And I mm. just learned so much from seeing him, oh, look, this is what I'm thinking of doing. Like, what do you think? And he'd be like, mm. Some people be like, yeah. Some people be like, no. And then I'd ask him, like, okay, why this? Why that? Because it, it does bruise your ego. Like, you think, oh, I've had this great idea. It's going to be amazing. Mm. Nah, mate. Nah. 
but welcoming it and being open to it and opening ourselves up to it and actually being like please give me that like i want yeah. that yeah it's also yeah. different yeah. to it's just come and now i have to work on receiving it yeah you know? yeah yeah for sure man and i think that's that's something that i was conscious about even after i admitted that it was annoying even after i'd said but i still mm. want to hear it I was extra conscious about making sure that like I continued to affirm the the his unique perspective mm. and the fact that even though it may irritate like it's needed because mm. and I and I appreciate it and it means a lot to me and the fact is that like I said after my reflections I even made sure that I told him this was when I, we were texting and stuff after um I said to him like thank you again for your feedback because it's given me things that one I'm actually implementing and mm. that I know number two are going to help me to become better in whatever I'm doing. So, go ahead. Hmm. I was just thinking, like, this also opened up the future where mm. you are going to be doing bigger projects. And he knows that, actually, if he sees something wrong in those stages yeah. where the money is going to be bigger, the risk is going to be bigger, he's he going to be... to speak. Exactly. Because you've given him that space and that permission that yeah. if you'd shut him down in this time, he wouldn't... He wouldn't want to do that next time because he doesn't yeah. want to overstep either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of verses that I pulled up that I wanted to read, which I think feed into this. Mm. The first one is Proverbs 12, verse 15, which says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, Mm-mm-mm. but a wise man listens to advice. Mm-mm-mm. And then Proverbs 15, 31 to 32 says, The ear that listens to life giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Whoever ignores instruction despite him despises himself. Wow. But he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. Yep. I love that. Yeah, man. I love that. I love that. There was a question that you part that you said you wanted to ask. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah, I do. It was about, you know, you said about the projects that you've been doing versus mm. the project that he's been doing. Mm. They have different levels of budget and different levels of this and that. So some yeah. of the standards yeah. are different. And I was thinking about, is that in some ways how it should be, right? Or mm. actually, should it be a case of when I do something, this is what I do it to? You know, and I get that. Look, you're not going to put a uh, £100,000 wallpaper in a yeah. house that's worth 10 grand. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, But are there some of the principles, even in terms of, because I find like with building from my very limited experience, there is an order and a way that you can do things. Yeah, That absolutely. means that even on a low budget. The order should still be followed. Excellence, yeah. Because yeah. It's, that's, how, that's how stuff is done excellently. Mm, because mm. you can have something that is a 50K house, but mm-hmm. that is done excellently, right? Mm. So when you compare it to other similar houses, it, it still has its own finish yeah yeah you know it still has its own standard and there is a way that it's done that even saves you money but Mm. gets you a better result so i was wondering about you know some of those principles that he's telling you and stuff like that are some of those things that look these are just universal principles and because what we do in the small things is what we'll do in the big things for sure for sure and i think i think the answer i would say is yes yes and no so the yes side is like you're talking about with the principles so things like the order things like even the level of scrutiny that you apply to your your team your different tradespeople, 100 percent. 
Um, but I think when it does come to some of the things you alluded to of how much you spend on X or mm. what, like different quality is something that can vary in price. It's relative. Like, it's, yeah, it's a relative thing. But like you said, the, the wallpaper that might be put in a 10 million pound property is not necessarily going to be the same that you would budget for a 50k 100k property 200k whatever the number is Mm. um but that doesn't mean that you don't pay attention to how well whatever wallpaper you use in both houses or how well the um the order of different things being done done happens as well and i guess even in terms of some of the differences between where where i'm at in this particular project and this location versus where he is for some of the locations he's been working on Mm. one of the big differences is that he has already got a set team that he's using for the different projects that he's doing still figuring out the team whereas for this particular location Mm. it's almost like the team that i pulled together is (laughs) i don't know how to do it's almost like an avengers assemble because in terms of long term this isn't a location that i'm planning to focus on Mm. Um, it's it's a location that I focus on for this one, which means that I've had to almost chance a bunch of new tradespeople that I've done a lot of research on, basically trying to make sure they were the right people. But then at the same time, when it comes to building your team of tradespeople who you're planning to use on multiple They're not regular projects, roster. It's not regular roster. And sometimes mm. in terms of getting to that finished product where you've built your team, you have to go through the process of sometimes having a few a few that don't work out, you know? And sometimes that will happen on different projects that you do. And I guess that's part of the process. So, so yes, I guess that feeds into it too. But yeah, I think it's a yes and a no. Principles, 100%. Um, But then on the no side, I guess it's more, my thoughts were more towards knowing your target market, your target client. Because on the first, first project that we worked on, I remember this was somewhere up north. I remember thinking, yeah, you know what we're going to do? We're going to bring the London standard right here. Like they're going to be eating this stuff off the plate. Like that's, that's kind of the attitude that mm-hmm. I came in because I want to be this amazing London that's going to spend like good money to give you an amazing property and stuff like that. And I guess when we spent time really reflecting on who the target market was and the demographic was in that location, it would have been extremely counterproductive and also unfair and selfish for us to just impose what we thought makes sense based mm. on where we're coming from mm. into their environment because there's a mm. certain stand- that, well, standard standard isn't what I would use the word for on that but there's a certain it's like way of life and preferences yeah that is mm. normal in that environment and mm. so the question was less about are we going to bring London here and more about what how do, do we yeah, how do we focus on giving them high quality version of what they want or a high standard version based on this environment and this demographic that fits within a budget that makes sense as well? For and that's where it comes back to service. Yeah, 100%, like, bro. Actually, how are you going to best serve the people who you're marketing to? And yeah. how are you going to give them more than actually what they may have asked for, but in the way yeah. that they would want? That's it. You know? That's it, bro. That's it. What have been, um, back to the point you mentioned about the serious conversation you guys are having in your household. Mm. What, um, is there anything you can share on what kind of reflections you've been having? 
Yeah, so I think it's, sharing. I I think that what we're trying to balance is and I think that you know you're asking about what stops people from sharing. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially like let's say African people. Yeah. Yeah. We have this thing of like not wanting people to be able to like curse what we're doing. We don't and want this them to this. Start Honestly, <laughs> like firstly we need to get over that whole thing Come on. because if God has said it and God is doing it, that's yeah. it. God that's opens it. doors that no man can shut. He shuts mm. doors that no man can open. So mm, mm, if mm. God is really saying that, then it's going to come to pass. I think mm. there is wisdom. Because mm. even when you think about Joseph, yeah? Mm. Like Joseph, the way he was running his mouth to his brothers, mm. yeah? Is part of what caused him to end up in, in prison, in all those you places. Think? Yeah, because do you think that... Do you think that was plan A? I don't know. I, I personally don't know. I think because he yeah. said, you know, the things that you planned for evil, God has turned around for good, right? So I don't know. Was Joseph running his mouth that way what was meant to happen or not? I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, yeah. doesn't actually say you God meant it for good. No, he said God has used it or turned it for good. Let's find it. I'm hitting Google, yeah. I think it's Genesis 50-ish, 40-something. 20, apparently. What? The 50 verse 20, apparently. 50, thank God. The Google, Lord. yeah. So... says do not be afraid for i am in the place of god for am i in the place of god but as for you you meant evil against me but god meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive yeah so so i think and i think that's an important detail are you looking up the route huh are you looking up the route yeah yeah, yeah. Uh -uh. that's what you got just to understand, because is it a case of yeah, 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 yeah. God intended for him to be in the pit and in Potiphar's house for good? And, or yeah. In, yeah, go on, go on. No, I finished the question. I think it's a good question. Or is it in terms of, you know, God's intention for him was always good and mm. that he would save people? What which one do you think it is? And I think these are the these are the parts where our hands down say I have no idea. Okay. But I think I do think it's interesting, like having a reference to what you meant for evil, God yeah. meant for good. Because somewhere in it, whichever way we play it, yeah. there was something that, if we're understanding it rightly, God intended for good through that. And I think that's consistent with how God is, right? Because yeah. in certain situations, we go through the pressing. Like Jesus went through the cross. He went through Golgotha so that we could, um, we could have eternal life. And I think there's a scripture in, it's one of the prophets, it might be, jeremiah maybe i don't remember but it speaks about how it pleased him mm -mm. like speaking about what what happened to christ which can sound like what kind of god is this that that actually mm -mm. pleased him mm -mm. like what he endured but bigger picture knowing what god knows beginning from the end mm. it would please him because he knows the outcome and the, then outcome. It's the principle of jesus and how 
um, for the joy that was set before him, he enjoyed, he enjoyed the, cross. the cross. So I think there's that principle is something that I think is consistent with God and his ways and how there are certain situations that he allows or initiates one or the other. I think, which... I think there's also some slight differences though, because with Jesus, for example, that was yeah. the agreed plan from the beginning. Do you see what I mean? Like, I mean? So Jesus and God are part of the Godhead. So they're both agreeing on this is the plan, right? Yeah. So it says for the joy set before Jesus, he endured the cross because he could see what was coming. Yeah. Right. So even when we're talking about, you know, God taking pleasure in that, it's like because they've both come together and said, look, this is the plan. It's like if we have a plan, yeah, and the plan is, look, I'm going to be a boxer, yeah, and the plan is for three rounds, I'm going to get my butt whipped, mm. and then, and then round four, I'm going to get my own back and I'm going to beat them, yeah, yeah. Three rounds in, I'm going to be thinking, okay, round four, round four, just hold on, round four. Three yeah. rounds in, you're going to be watching going, yeah, come on, come on. It's all going to plan. This is perfect. Yeah. This is great. Because we both know yeah. that round four, this yeah. is what's coming. Even when you look at Paul, he has yeah. accepted the suffering Christ. And he said, it's been shown to me that this is what is to come. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. But he knows that that horrible thing is what's coming and what the outcome of that is. So to add to that, which I think is yeah. a very good point, I think where it gets tricky for us as humans at times is that god knows the beginning from the end he knows all of the things that are going to happen the decisions this that, and the third some which may involve his initiation kind of like the verse you mentioned when god opens doors that no man can shut and shuts doors that no man can open but then there's also the redeeming power that he has where it's not by his initiation but be it through our bad decisions satan's involvement whatever it is or other people's bad intentions he's able to redeem even things that have bad roots and cause them yeah. to come to to something good but as human beings we don't see all of that and understand that no. detail in the here and now but he does and so i guess that's where i'm saying in addition to what you're saying that there's agreement that it is different yeah because god god does see and he knows and foreknows whereas we don't and we that's don't. why when we're in the situation where things get pressing or things don't go the way that we hope or expect, it can be like, how long, Lord? How long will my enemies continue to X, Y, and Z? How long will, like, and that's part of our limited knowledge. Because Joseph wasn't saying that when he was in the pit. Like, he came to realize that to realize in that. retrospect. And I've had that happen in my life so many times, man, where, like on certain decisions i still cannot tell you was that a god initiation was that my decision was it my mm. bad decision was it mm. the involvement and influence of other things i can't tell you but what i can say is that regardless of what it was that caused this thing or these things and seasons to happen i can at the end of it say god turned it for good god has made this something for my good and that's and, where we we live on that Romans eight twenty eight, <laughs> and, and I think <laughs> I think for me it's an important distinction though, because mm. for me it says that look, because sometimes people are like God is in control and like it's like everything that happens is because yeah. God has made. Yeah, I'm like, but no, we but don't know. God, yeah, because it's not always. It's not always like that. But my thing is is that God will turn it. You know, yeah. He will use it. He will capitalize on it. And that's why I think that for me, like with the Joseph thing, like even let's say, because he might have been actually meant to go through all of those things. 
mm. right? And he was the catalyst because God knew that he would run his mouth, yeah. right? Because when he ran his mouth, it wasn't in a in a good, encouraging way that actually edified people, right? It was in a way that made people angry and made people jealous. So but then, yeah, that might be where Joseph's role and one of the purposes he's supposed to serve comes into it in a bigger picture, because he's a type of Jesus, in that Jesus came as the savior of the world and he didn't hide who he was altogether people rejected him sold him into slavery he was betrayed but ultimately he was the same person that delivered us from from the destruction that we would otherwise have gone into we are joseph's brothers in that situation because we're the ones that that were the cause of him going through what he went through and and i think that's where all of that i think they call it the typology of jesus and stuff like that throughout the old testament and stuff like that that's where that feeds in so with that in mind i can see why it could be a god intended this for good and it was part of god's plan that this would happen in that sort of a way but again that's that's our human speculations because i have yeah i don't know human speculations no but i think that's also fair right because i've Mm. never seen the link in terms of the heralding part of it before if Mm. that makes sense Mm. And so that's why, because for me, I've always, I guess, seen it as like, Joseph should have probably, you know, like when Mary, it says like Mary saw some of these things, but she mm. kept them to herself, mm, mm. right? And for me, I'm trying to understand the balance between, look, there are some times when God is telling you things that actually your faith step is to yeah. talk about those things. Yeah. There are some times where it's actually wisdom to not talk Keep about them those to things. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and what's, what's the balance? Because I think I generally... I generally probably err on the side more of talking about it. But for me, it's more about how do I talk about it? Yeah. Right? Whereas... Because... Go on, you finish first, sorry. You go, you go, you go. No, it's going to change it. I was going to say, whereas in like in terms of my inner nature, I'm the opposite. Yeah. Really? I, I, I think if I was to follow my... All of the sorts of brokenness that may have influenced how I've become as a human being that God is delivering me from and healing me from, yeah, my nature would veer me towards just keep it quiet you see i i feel the opposite because even when i think about when i was starting dunamis and stuff like that right Mm. it was in having some of those really like what's the word word exploratory nothing was set just this is what i'm thinking of doing having those Mm. conversations honestly built so much of the stuff around it just like Mm. you see stuff coming into place and mm. even with some of the stuff that we're looking at now, like, bro, when I tell you some of the conversations that are just precursory, just really, mm. really super early, mm. you're just saying, look, this is what we're thinking. This is maybe what we're seeing. Like, what do you think? Bro, it mm. has led to things getting in place that we could have never imagined. Mm, mm. And that's why for me, I probably err on the side of talk about it, mm. you know, share it, let it grow, let it breathe, but do it in the right way. Because actually, mm. if you do it like in a Joseph way, where people are responding in that really negative way, which some people are going to do anyway. Anyway, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, some people are going to do that anyway. <laughs> you can't you can't account for that. But like, yeah. don't add fuel to the flame by being arrogant about it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. Because actually, even you saying what you said about the million pound comment, you're saying like, mm. this is where I want to get to. And for yeah. me hearing that, I'm thinking, okay, how... How could I even help you to get to that place? What do I know? Who do I know? Whatever it is. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Who could actually help you? Because that wasn't an arrogant comment. That was a, this is my goal. And that's part of what is powerful about the 
where I'm at on this journey as well, on my side mm. of trying to get the balance right. Mm-hmm. Because even to say a statement like that on a podcast, which I know is going out into the highways and byways, the and I don't know where it's going to reach, <laughs> like countries that I haven't even heard of, like yeah. <laughs> I, that that's so like, that's not comfortable or natural to me. But mm-hmm. I realise, and I'm realising more and more, especially this year so far, we're only, what, a month and a couple of days in? Yeah. Like, in the different ways that I've started to make a practice of being more open in the right conversations and stuff like that, outside of what is normally comfortable, there's so many things that have been, like, I've been benefited and I'm being benefited. Doors are being opened that otherwise would have been shut. Bro, even talking about all of this property stuff that we've been talking about on the podcast, you already know that's not normal. And it's not like this is the, we've just started talking about property today. This is just where we started maybe speaking about it a bit more openly. Yeah. And, and yeah, even the example I mentioned about my cousin, like that whole conversation, where it's led to and what I really think it's going to do for both of us um, throughout this year and by God's grace beyond all things going well mm. like those things would have never happened if if it was just about being closed and mm. having like all of these different things that would stop you from being open about what you're working on one mm. can chase a thousand two can put ten thousand to fly there we go bro like that's why mm. I gave it to you to finish because I forgot what the number was but yeah <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you think some preachers do that as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. It makes sense. You should have some people that know the Bible in your in your congregation, right? <laughs> Let them finish it for you. Honestly, man. But yeah. Good talk, man. Receiving critical feedback oh, and the rest, man. Living open, let your light shine. That's important. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the podcast. As usual, if you've got any comments or feedback or you want to contribute to the conversation, get at us on all social media platforms at Reason to Behold. Um and yeah, if you've got an idea or a subject you want to talk about on the podcast, let us know. You might be a part of the conversation. Yep. Let your light shine. God bless. Don't stress. This is not my first time rhyming like the best. Oh or second best. Maybe Sorry, third rest. No, rhyming like I'm blessed. Peace out. <laughs>